All right, let's, uh, let's play a little game. I'm going to say a holiday. You say the first thing that comes to your mind when, when I say that specific holiday. You ready? You, you got the idea. Okay, just as an example, if I said Groundhog Day, you should say Groundhog. Okay, good, good. Well, somebody said something random. What was that one? Phil? All right, we'll go with that. All right, you guys got the idea. If you need to say Phil, go ahead and say Phil. Okay, okay. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Ready? Ready? Fourth of July. Good with that one. I like that answer. Just say that every time. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's try again. Let's try again. Christmas. Okay. What? Ornaments? Oh, edible ornaments? Was that it? Okay. All right, here we go. Let's try this. Let's try this. Uh, Easter. All right. All right. Thanksgiving. Food. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Valentine's Day. Candy. Candy is it's one of the sub-food groups. All right, here's what I want you to do now. I want you to raise your hand if the first thing that came to your mind when I said Valentine's Day was love. All right, good. Now, I want you to raise your hand if you did not even think about the word love when I said Valentine's Day. All right, very good, very good. All right, so Valentine's Day was uh, which day last week? Thursday. And by the way, that wasn't the ones who said love that remembered that. That was the ones who said food and candy. You remembered Thursday, all right? That was, a, that was a fun day. Steph and I went on a date. I got a big steak. It was fun. All right, so lo- love and food. Love and food, right? Here we go. All right, so tonight what I want to do is, uh, is talk about this four-letter word, love. All right, some of you thought about love a whole lot when Thursday rolled around, Valentine's Day. Others of you are just like, eh, whatever. Just give me some candy and I'm happy, right? When it comes to love, people have some funny ideas, people have some strange ideas, and people sometimes also want to completely avoid the subject altogether. So, let's try this one. We're going to have to do this one at a time, um, just because it might might be a little difficult for you to call it all out at the, at the same time. Um, if I were to ask you to describe love, I mean, like real love, what would you say? Raise your hand if you got a good answer. We'll just kind of go around the room a little bit, see if we got something going on. All right, Robert, what you got? Sac- ooh, sacrifice. That's good. Alba, you got something? Love has what? Love has its pains at times. All right, that's good. Which, Hannah, you got something back there? Trust. All right, I like that. We got, is that Autumn all the way in the back? What you got? You and her? All right. What you got? Is that Bree? Faith? Okay, Zach? It's a strong word. All right, that's, that's good. Joseph? Commitment? Cecil? Emotional connection. Miss Eileen, what do you got? Heart? All right. What's up? One more time. Happiness? All right. Kyle? Compromise. Lily? Christ? I like that. That's good. Is that Bryce? Awareness. Miss Lila? 
companionship. Is that Bob in the back, back there? Love is blind. All right. All right. Yeah, it must be the case. Steph can't see. She wouldn't have married me if she could have, right? Here we go. Any, any, all right, give me one more. One more. Somebody's got a good one. All right, we're going to Paxton. The name Jake. Oh, thanks, buddy. Hey, just remember, I didn't get you candy on Thursday. All right. Sorry, man. But you didn't get me candy either. What's up with that? All right. All right, all right. So let's, let's go this route now. Um, you guys had a lot of, lot of things that came to mind when I asked you to describe or define what love is, right? Here's what I want to do for the next couple minutes tonight. I want to take you to a place in the Bible. It's uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. It's chapter 13. And in 1 Corinthians 13, we have a biblical definition or description of love, all right? So if you've got a Bible, you can look and read along there with me. If you don't have one or you just are too lazy to pick yours up, just listen. And, uh, and let's see what the Bible says love is, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Here's what God's Word says about love. Love is patient. That's good. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. You're right, angel. There's some pain involved, right? If you're going to love somebody, you got to put up with some pain. All right, love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. So there's some trust involved in love, isn't there? Who said that one? Was that Hannah? All right. Um, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Who said faith? Faith in love. Was that, was that you back there, Bree? Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For right now, we, we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, that is when Jesus returns, all the partial, that is the stuff of this earth, will be done away. Paul's been writing this description about love, and he says this, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Right now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I also have been fully known. And here's the last thing that Paul wrote about love. But now faith, hope, and love, these three things remain, but the greatest of these is love. This is interesting to think about, isn't it? At the time Paul wrote these words, he's a, he's a grown man, 
he's older. He's, he's not an old guy, all right? He's not like, not like Coy or Shane. He hasn't lost his hair yet, probably. We don't have a picture of him. Um, but we, we know he's an adult. And so he's writing all this stuff about love. And the more he writes about love, the more overwhelming it seems that love, is, uh, love isn't just a feeling or an emotion. That is, there's a lot involved in love. Somebody said love is a strong word. Who said, was that you, Zach? Love is a strong word. It's, it is, isn't it? I mean, so you stop and think about it. When you tell someone, I love you, man, you do have to mean that. And if you take into consideration everything that these verses say about love, when you say, I love you to someone, that means an awful lot. Or at least it should. Now here's the thing about love. Real love, true love, doesn't really change it. In other words, love is love, but our understanding of love changes over time, doesn't it? It really does. In fact, when you were growing up and, uh, and maybe you, you told your mom, you told your teacher, you told your, your brother, you told your friend, I love you, you probably meant as much as you could mean at that time when you said it, didn't you? But as you've grown up and you've gotten older, when you tell your dad or when you talk to your friend or when you tell your wife or your husband, I love you, even though love, the idea of love hasn't changed, your understanding has matured, right? Because there's a whole lot more involved to it than you thought there would be in the first place. You begin to understand the sacrifice that's involved, right, Robert? You begin to understand the commitment that's needed to really love somebody. You have to bear through difficult things and put up with pain. you got to show kindness. There's got to be some trust built in a relationship. Love. It's, it's a word so simple that children can say it and they can mean it when they say it. But it's also a word that's so profound that no matter how old you get, you begin to realize more and more just what love really is. And in fact, in, in the Bible, we don't just have a definition or a description of love, but we also have a demonstration of love. One of my favorite Bible verses is this. It's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, God demonstrated His love for us in this way, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, God's love for us is not provoked, right? It's easy to love somebody, or easier to love somebody, that loves you first, right? Or it's easier to love somebody that you know is going to return your love, that's going to love you back. But that verse doesn't say God loves us because we loved Him. No. That verse says even though you were sinners and didn't care about God or what He said, Jesus still came and sacrificed Himself for you. That is, He loved you enough to give up His own life on the cross so you could have life. So we've got 
the definition, the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13. That's love as a noun, right? Here's what love is. But in Jesus, we have love as a verb. In other words, an action, a demonstration. In other words, we don't just have God saying, I love you, here's what I mean. But we have God showing, I love you. And here's what that love looks like. Really, if you stop and think about love itself, there is one who is the epitome, the manifestation or the revelation, the embodiment of love. And it's God himself. Who I think it was Lily. We were talking about love. Did you say Christ? Is that you? Where? where there you go. Was that you that said that? All right. I like that. Here's what I want to do. I want to go back and read those same verses I just read about love. But instead of reading love is patient, love is kind, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you the words like this. Jesus is. You ready? Just tell me, by head nod, after I'm done reading this passage, if you think these characteristics and qualities describe Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not jealous. Jesus does not brag. He is not arrogant. Jesus does not act unbecomingly. Jesus does not seek his own. Jesus is not provoked. Jesus does not take into account a wrong suffered. Jesus does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Jesus never fails. Here's the truth about love. If you want to know love and you want to experience love and you want to share love, give love and receive love, you have to know love himself. His name is Jesus. In fact, over in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, it says that the one who does not love his brother does not know God, for God is love. Jesus himself is love. If you want to know love, you've got to know him. And when you know him, you will know the greatest love that has ever possibly been conceived. Because Jesus, after all, came up with the concept in the first place. So here's how you can know Jesus. Here's how you can know love. You choose to believe that Jesus really did come to this earth, live on this earth like we do, went through all of the pain and difficulties of life, suffering for us, and didn't just suffer in life, but also suffered in death when he sacrificed himself on the cross for our sins. That he was buried, that he rose again. And if you believe that he did that, for you, that he died for your sins upon the cross and that he rose again to give you life. Then he'll give you life in his name. He'll forgive you of your sins and he will love you with an everlasting love. Understand, God loves you no matter what. Whether or not you love him doesn't change the fact that a couple thousand years ago, Jesus Christ came to this earth and died on the cross for the sins of the world. But unless you receive his love, you'll never get to experience the fullness of it. You'll never know all of the facets and the depth that love really holds. God wants you to love. God wants you to know love and he wants you to share love. 
But you can only have love in and through His Son, Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to pray for you. The band's going to come and sing us a song. And, uh, and as they sing this song, and we close out our, our worship service, I want you to think about the love that God has for you. I want you to ask yourself if you really do know that God loves you. Father God, we thank you so much for tonight. We thank you for loving us, sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. God, I pray that no matter where we go, what we do, that we know you love us. And God, I pray that we continue to grow in our understanding of love. As we love others, as we receive love from other people, but also as we love you. And as we come to understand more and more just how much you love us. We thank you for your unfailing, never-ending love. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray.